I heard a uh, story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. Tell me a story. Wait. Like my story? Well, then I got a big bad bear story for you out there. The story had me a little confused. Uh... Tonight's top story. And then this one time, Ginny wasn't on the bus to go to school. That's exactly what happened. Boy, what a story. This one time at band camp. All right, now let's see where were we. And I'll tell you a me tale of woe. Far off tales and children's stories, that's all that is. Welcome to Life's Mixtape. I am your host, Bethany Severson. And this is where real people share their real life stories, the ups and downs, and everything in between. So sit back and relax. It's story time. Welcome to Life's Mixtape. Today we have Lindsay, Lindsay Schwinger, here with us today. Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, How long have you been married? Because I went to high school with you and middle school, so I know you guys have been together for like a super long time. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, forever. (laughs) Okay, kind of let us know, when did you know he was the one? (laughs) Uh, Well, it was actually the week of homecoming in 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, but then I didn't ask him out right away because I was too scared. You gotta play it cool. Yeah, I had my best <laughs> friend ask him, um, Becca, if she could ask him if he wanted to slow dance at the Ooh, homecoming dance, but nice. he had a girlfriend, so that's like when my heart broke, and I was like, I'm just gonna wait. Like, I'm not gonna do anything, and I waited for like nine months. Oh, wow. So it wasn't until uh, St. Patty's Day of 2003 okay. that he asked me out, and I I said yes. And he finally, I don't know, got yeah. his head, head in the right place. <laughs> yeah, he finally got his act together. Okay. Or maybe I should have just asked, but I wasn't like, you know, that type back then. Yeah. <laughs> so 18 years total oh, and wow. then 13 of those being married. Oh, wow. And I'm not sure how I knew other than my gut just told me we were meant to be together. Like, I have no explanation as to (laughs) how this just came to be and how long we've been together and so the day he asked you out did you like run home and you're like mom i'm gonna marry him one day i well it was just kind of like an internal thought that i was just i just knew i was gonna be with him forever because i just knew (laughs) like i don't know how else to explain it I mean, I guess you were right. 18 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 18 years later. All right. And how many, do you have pets? How many kids? Yes. Uh, so we have five kids, uh, two of our own and three to soon um, be adopted. Very cool. It's uh, my niece and nephew and their youngest half brother. Okay. But at this point, they're just, we've got two daughters and three sons, <laughs> uh, seven pets. Oh, wow. Yeah. So two dogs, three cats, a guinea pig and a hamster. I couldn't handle the pets we had. <laughs> <laughs> They are so fun, though. They are a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, they are, but they bring us a lot of joy. Well, that's good. What's your favorite thing to do on a rainy day? 
Um, you know, I'm so busy all of the time. So when it's a rainy day, I like to do nothing. Or sometimes I like to leisurely clean the house, uh, scroll social media, do a self-care day. That sounds nice. It is nice and much <laughs> needed at times. Um, but some rainy days I'm really busy too because, you know... The, with five kids and seven pets there's really always something that needs to get done so it just really depends on my mood i guess and all your kids they're fairly close in ages right uh let's see well we've got 15 12 11 9 and five soon to be six so kind of okay so your kids are kind of close to well your younger two are close to my older two yep yep (laughs) nine and six Uh (laughs) going on 15 oh gosh yeah (laughs) okay cool now that we have a a little bit of a picture of who you are let's dig in a little bit more um so you're diabetic correct yes type one diabetic okay so i kind of remember faintly like if i walked by the nurse's office like i said we've we go way back. <laughs> Middle <Yep>. school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of see you in the nurse's office. Um, I don't know a lot about being diabetic. Um, did she have mm-hmm. to help you with certain stuff? Or I guess I wasn't sure. Uh you know, I even back in middle school, I took care of it pretty much on my own. So if I was in the nurse's office, it was most likely because I had low blood sugar okay. or just needed to check in for something. It was so long ago, I don't even remember. <laughs> did did it affect, I guess, growing up for you in any way? Uh, well, in grade school, it was... Mm, largely uncontrolled like it was actually really out of control in grade school and it wasn't until middle school that I started getting under more control yeah so it just kind of uh evolved as I got older for me to want to take care of it better has it I feel like with technology has kind of taking control of that gotten better oh by far gotten way better. <laughs> You're like, where was this stuff years ago? <laughs> yeah, well, because up until I was 16, I... Because then I changed the insulin that I was taking. And so I think when I started the end of middle school and the beginning of high school before I got my pump, I would have to carry around my vial of insulin, oh, my syringes, <laughs> and also a calculator because I had to do the math like with me but I we didn't have phones back then and I don't do math in my head at all so I still laugh at those teachers that when we were growing up they're like you're not gonna have a calculator in your pocket (laughs) I know (laughs) jokes on you (laughs) right now everything is in our pocket everything's on my phone I don't I don't have to know math. Just yeah. kidding. (laughs) Okay. So despite being diabetic you don't really seem to slow down. Um, if anybody follows you on Facebook, um, you just seem like you're always go, go, go. Um, mm-hmm. so you, you're teaching a workout class, you are in roller derby and you go for like really long, um, trail skates. Trail. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. You're like, oh, I went for like 20, 30 miles, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you're like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess, can you just kind of talk us through that a little bit? 
Uh, sure. I mean, well, sometimes it does slow me down, but I try to remember to never let it stop me. So this summer and this spring we had a lot of stuff going on with the kids so I couldn't go trail skating as often Mm -hmm. but I still tried to go and I tried to be prepared and make sure it was okay or if my blood sugars were being wonky I would at least just slow my pace down okay um but I really have just now tried to take care of myself again and that makes doing all of those other things much easier yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I saw I think just today on your Facebook story you were doing a workout Is that part of the class that you're teaching or is that something totally different? No, I usually work out every day or I shouldn't say every day. Almost every day. But (laughs) five to six days a week. That's pretty good. uh, Between Pio, Turbo Kick, and just plain yoga just to keep me rounded. Do your pets like to join in? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Twix, my chonky boy, um, he likes to interrupt me every <laughs> single workout to get his belly rubs. I'm assuming you know like the guinea pig when it oh yeah I know <laughs> maybe he's jealous that right? the other pets do and I do like to teach pound that's Ooh, the that? drum that's like the drumstick workout is Ooh, yeah, the best I have seen on described your... um and I usually do that at the city auditorium okay yeah I've seen a little bit on your Facebook about that. Mm-hmm. When the weather gets a little colder and everyone starts getting, you know, like, what's that called? Tired of being inside all the time and they need to let some energy Welcome to the out. Midwest. <laughs> yeah, then that's when I usually start class again. Welcome to the Midwest in the winter. Everybody's a shut-in. <laughs> yeah, so come to my class and let out some energy. What the what days are your classes or times? Or, in case oh. anybody is interested. Um, interested let's see well last year i did it on tuesday nights but i think we have to change i think i have to change what nights it on it's on because of roller derby practice (laughs) all right and all right that sounds awesome yeah all right so let's kind of go back to your you call it uh trail skating so -hmm. when you're going for these really long trail skates uh what are you what are you kind of thinking about is it just a time to kind of relax and be carefree just be outside what's what's going on on the side your mind Lindsay (laughs) well sometimes I just like to listen to nature and not think about anything really I just like to um call it like a moving meditation Ooh, I like that um I just appreciate being outside in the sunshine and I think about how beautiful it mm-hmm. is uh sometimes uh the planes will be flying around because it's out by the airport yeah it's gonna say you go like way out by the lake <laughs> yeah by the Derby Downs area and so sometimes the planes will be flying around and doing stuff and I'll just be wondering like what the heck are they doing <laughs> um, or sometimes I like to take pictures of uh, like the animals because I also go behind the zoo oh, wow. the trail behind the zoo so I like to take pictures of the fun animals I see and I did see was it on one of your trail skates that ginormous spider oh gosh it was not ginormous it looked ginormous <laughs> I got it a was, new camera and I was testing out the zoom system it, it, was, it looked bigger than a 
you know, a regular spider. Oh my gosh. It was like a <laughs> tiny daddy long legs, but I was like, I want to try out this new zoom on my new, oh gosh. my new phone camera. Cause I was it like, was like a hundred times zoom or whatever. I was like, nope, I would have squashed it. <laughs> I was like, that looks huge. Yeah. Nope. So I just like taking pictures of that and apparently scaring everyone half to death. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get that. I used to be into running and um, that would just be my downtime. And, you know, I feel like I had my best ideas when I would be running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing to distract you. Um, kind of like you were saying, you know, just. It's just nice. It is. Or you're like, oh, look at the lake. It's so right. pretty. <laughs> no one's yelling, Mom, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's keep talking about roller skating because I mentioned a little bit earlier that you're into roller derby. So mm-hmm. can you tell us how you got into that? Um, Sure. Well, I had some friends that were talking about starting a team And this one friend was also into figure skating with her kids, in which I was helping, I was one of the directors of the ice show, so, uh, you know, I was helping with that, and her, and she was also helping behind the scenes, and her kids were in it, and she said they were going to have a meeting to start a group, and that I should come, so I, you know, they've, I found out when it was. I went to the meeting. It was at Dempsey's and started practicing with the team. That's how they get you to join groups. They're like, oh, there's free food. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's at Dempsey's, so you got to come. Right. Um, And then we got some help from surrounding teams to gain our skills. And then after doing that for a while, we were tested by them and then started running practices on our own. And then basically been with the crushers ever since. And since I had so much uh, background in figure skate coaching, they were like, hey, you can be our coach because we don't have anybody to teach us how to skate. (laughs) So I was like, "Um, "Okay, I don't really know how to play roller derby yet, but I can definitely teach everyone how to skate. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw you in. Yeah, pretty much. you guys are still an active group, right? Yes. Um, I do see you in like every parade. Yes. I always try to yell, Lindsay. I don't know that you hear me. <laughs> it's hard because there's so many people at the 4th of July parade. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we're still going. Things slowed down a little bit with the pandemic. What didn't slow down? <laughs> True. Like what didn't slow down or stop or pause. Right. Um. But we did get a new practice place at the old Grant School on Highway 81. And for, if you don't know Watertown, that's the building that's across from the medical arts building. Yes. Yes. So we practice in the gym there. And we did practice in the city auditorium because it was big enough. Yeah. But we had to find a new place due to the Watertown School District. Uh, leasing it out for gymnastics. So, uh, gymnastics. <laughs> I mean, it's good that they have a place, but all their equipment takes up the whole floor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a bummer for the rest of us. So um, is the gym at Grant School, is that big enough? Um, is it a little bit small? It's a little small. Yeah. <laughs> we actually did manage to put like a shorter track in there. Okay. So we still get uh, our newbies um, some experience of how wide a track is okay. and 
you know, stuff like goes with that. But it is quite a bit shorter. So do you have to, you know, set it up and tear it down every single time you guys go there? We do have to move the tables and chairs that they have set up. But okay. with a couple of us, it only takes about five or ten minutes. Okay. So it's not, not like so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not so bad. For what we have available in Watertown, it's pretty much the best we can get right now, which right. we're thankful for. Okay. So I tried to Google some of the terminology because <laughs> I was like, I know nothing about roller derby. I have... I have um, you know, I know you, uh-huh. <laughs> and I have another friend that, you know, used to be, I think, in roller derby. So, according to Google, uh, it said that the games, I'll take games in quotes, um, mm-hmm. are called scrimmage. Um, I don't know if that's right, wrong. Well, listen. <laughs> it, it's not wrong, but it's not completely right either. Uh, we do call games just games or bouts which okay. comes uh that's a term that comes from boxing oh i didn't know that um scrimmages are a type of game where it might just be for fun or for learning purposes but it's not as strict as what a regular game would be like okay. so you know not saying regular games aren't fun but typically in the derby world if you know someone says or a team says that there's going to be a scrimmage usually means that the refs aren't going to be quite as stringent on <laughs> rules or penalties, okay. and um, it allows for a little bit more flexibility and gameplay for like new players and stuff. Okay, so then again with Google, uh, it said there's <laughs> five players on the track. Um, like you said, there's a track. Uh, it said there's one jammer, uh, one pivot, and three blockers. It said the jammers have to wear a star on their helmet mm-hmm. um, and they have to try to score points. So that sounds I would say fairly easy to follow. <laughs> I mean if you're just getting the very bare minimum. Yeah. Like the basics. <laughs> yeah. There's two sets of five players on the track technically. So actually there's, there's yeah. ten people on the track. Well, uh, maybe I was saying you know, five, like per five team. Five people for, per team. Okay. Yeah. And I guess... I didn't put this in the questions, but I guess what is, what's your, I want to say position or team, I don't know, position on the team? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I'm a jammer. Okay. So I get to try to score the points. Okay. And I am the one that the blockers want to hit and okay. stop from scoring points. Okay, so that kind of leads us right into the next question. How do you score points and... Can you explain a little bit more in detail, you know, what a, what a each role, what do the other roles do? Yeah, so the jammer basically needs to lap all of the other blockers to score points. Okay. And the pivot is the one with the stripe on their helmet, and okay. they're essentially just a blocker. Um, the jammer is the only one that can score points, but... We call a pivot a glorified blocker because if the jammer gets tired or the team decides to make a strategic play, the okay. jammer can give them their helmet cover. Okay. And um, then the blocker, the pivot, gets the jamming privileges. Okay. 
And so they have to then put the star helmet cover on. Okay. And then in turn be in charge of scoring points. Okay. So then that jammer becomes a blocker. And then the three other blockers are exactly what they sound like. They stop the jammer from gaining any traction or scoring any points. And then blockers also try to uh, help their own jammer scoring points if they're, you know, far enough down in points or, you know, just depends on the game and the strategy. Okay. Um, I feel like I just want to point out to our listeners too Lindsay how tall are you <laughs> I am four feet ten inches tall and just because you're four what did you say four ten yeah doesn't mean that you take it easy on them right no you're, you're just as mean you're just as mean as the tall girls are <laughs> right like size I have found out in roller derby has no bearings right? on <laughs> gameplay because I have skated against People against, you know, of all sizes. Yeah. And people look at me and they're like, you know, are you old enough to be on this track? <laughs> they're like, like <laughs> they're like, oh, this will be easy. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. And then I'm like, yeah, just kidding. You have to catch me first. Right. Or, <laughs> you know, funny. I can t- I can take a hit. So, yeah, that's uh, that's always fun. That's funny. OK, so the blocker sounds a little easy to know uh, what they do are they the ones who I'll say can be physical on the track as sort of like I guess do they try to like knock people or hit people or yeah the blockers try to hit the jammers primarily but blockers will also try to hit other blockers depending on the position of the jammers okay um so but i'd say it's pretty even on the you know physicality of jammers and blockers and it depends on the team itself okay um i like to avoid getting hit because it just slows me down (laughs) and tires me out and i find i'm actually quick enough to avoid hits um, you know, it can't be avoided all the time. Yeah. Uh, some of my jammer teammates, like Redneck Rebel, she is a jammer who can get in there and hit anybody out of her way. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it really just depends on the jammer's style. And okay. it's fun that you can't really pin it down. Well, that's good. Sounds very tiring. Even talking about it. <laughs> yes, that's why there is uh, two-minute jams. Okay. So you can go for a maximum of two minutes unless the jammer calls the jam off early. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, but if the jammer, if there's no lead jammer and, you know, you sometimes have to skate a, a thousand percent for two minutes, you're like dying at oh, the gosh. end. That sounds <laughs> Sometimes really bad. So you kind of covered this already, so we'll just touch it a little bit more. So um, what are the rules on how much contact you can have with the other team? So you said the blockers try to hit the jammers? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then sometimes jammers try to hit the other jammers, too. <laughs> That's always really fun. Um, but there's no limitation, but there are legal hitting and blocking zones. Okay. Um, but jammers and blockers can hit each other equally as long as it's in those zones. So 
basically for hitting and blocking, you can't use your head. So we like to say you cannot be a unicorn. You can't go like head first into somebody. <laughs> um, you can't use your elbows. So no um, old fashioned, yeah, like, like you see yeah. the old YouTube videos of <laughs> bank track roller derby yeah. and people are taking each other out <laughs> no can't do that anymore um nothing below the knees and no tripping and um so is it just like your stomach yeah it's like you can use your chest your shoulders your upper arms your butt your thighs but i mean you can't use like your the back of your butt <laughs> you have to use like the side and so your legs and like, thighs i want to say like try to tackle them while you're on roller skates yeah you can actually determine how you can hit somebody based on their skating style and what you see them do on the track so most people are taller than me yeah and so in order to hit me they need to get really low really low (laughs) And then they find out it's easier to sometimes just block me. So they use their hips and their butt and their thighs to just get in front of me and move with me. It just really depends. Yeah. So, yeah, I had mentioned I had another friend who used to do do roller derby. And I think she's about five foot. Mm -hmm. So I love that, you know, size doesn't matter. Just go for it. Just go for it. Okay, so we already touched a little bit that you uh, teach workout classes. Like I've said, I just, you know, creep on your social media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you teach workout classes, which is awesome, by the way. Um, But how did you get into that? And, you know, how and when did you start? Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I started going to a few turbo kit classes at the old rec center (laughs) in 2017 uh, because it looked like fun. Um, I loved Turbo Fire, the program, and I just thought I would try something new. Uh, So then I started going to classes at the new Prairie Lakes Wellness Center, and I just loved it. I loved the energy, had a lot of fun. Is usually what they call a front row diva, <laughs> uh, since I recognized a lot of the choreography and moves from the Turbo Fire program itself. Yeah. And then I just researched how to become an instructor online and went from there. And then I just kept adding more programs since I love to teach. Um, like I said, I also coached figure skating lessons at the ice arena for like 10 years. So coaching and teaching is just like part of who I yeah. am. I just love to do it. I love that. I'm learning so much about you. I mean, yes, I've known you. <laughs> I've known who you are like, I feel like forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I had no idea I used to be a figure skating coach oh yeah <laughs> that's so cool mm-hmm. i i probably couldn't go ice skating unless i had one of those like little walkers oh my gosh <laughs> and i hate those things but if it makes you feel more confident then good like do do it wrap me in bubble wrap give me a little, little walker <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of push me uh-huh. okay so again just completely fascinated that you don't let being a busy mom and a wife really seem to slow you down. So how do you keep up with it all? We all want to know your secrets. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, that's where I guess I fool everyone because I do recognize the fact that I am not superwoman. What? I know, right? (laughs) 
my cape is just invisible. Uh. Uh, but like I know when to pace myself, so I, I slow down and speed up as necessary. And I also really try to take care of my health since that's the biggest category catalyst in my energy and tolerance level uh sometimes i really just don't keep up at all and i hit a wall so then i just kind of chill there and i ask for help from my husband when i need it and i restart and then i really make sure i communicate with my kids what's going on my husband always says yeah like if i can't take care of myself how am I supposed to take care of other people? And so, yes, he is, he's probably the more or the bigger advocate for my mm-hmm. health, my mental health, because yeah. I, as a mom, the you pressure... You just want to keep going. Yes, you totally get it. And yes, the pressure just to keep going. And he'll be like, stop, you know, just uh-huh. go take a bath, go watch your favorite movie, you know, just slow down, spend like an hour or two by yourself, kind of recharge and then come back, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it just takes that other person to be like, Hey, stop. Yeah. <laughs> or even like in our case, two of our kids have gone through their own mental health struggles. And so we reached out to our caseworker and yeah. was like, this is what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, after getting them the help they needed, then I could focus on myself again. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of almost sounds a little selfish when you say that. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, yeah, it's really was, good that you're putting the focus on them, trying to get the help that they need. And then. Yeah. Like you have for yourself. to balance it. Yes. I, a couple of years ago, I, you know, they have the five love languages, you know, for marriages, mm-hmm. and I read that. They actually have one for kids. I didn't know that they had that. And, oh, um, yeah. And so, I read through that, and for our oldest, her love language is physical, so she loves hugs. Mm-hmm. So... She's very high energetic, and her mom <laughs> yep. is not. <laughs> so, yeah. But she is like, Mom, I want a hug. I'll be like, come here. Yeah. I can handle a hug. But that's, uh-huh. that speaks to her, you know, or just, you know, if we're reading a book, um, you know, just kind of putting my arm around her or touching her hand, you know. Yeah. Just little things like that. But, yes, taking the time to, I think, figure out what resources will help best, you know, invest mm-hmm. in your child is, is so good. I love that. Yeah, I love that it helps, that. helps everything. Yeah. Okay, so let's get back to you. It's all about you. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay, so we're going to touch a little bit on uh, what you went to college for. You went to, for cosmetology. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny story for our listeners. So if you go out, well, right now. Uh, Lindsay's Facebook profile picture is her bright pink hair. It was curly. It looks super cute, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, but sometimes she has rainbow hair colors, like I said, pink, just so many different styles. But she really keeps it up. Like, she makes it look super nice. And I showed my family, hey, this is the lady that's coming over today. And they were all like, does she really have pink hair? She does. She's sitting uh-huh. here with her bright, beautiful pink hair. But now that... I've said that. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'll go back to, we went to high school together. Yep. Everybody looked different in high school, and that's okay. 
But I do remember your hair just being a little bit puffier. Oh my gosh, it was like my signature look. <laughs> but either way, I want to say I just love your self-expression and that, you know, you're just, you think outside the box. <laughs> and thank you. I mean, I have done that for a while. I don't know if you remember in middle school, that's when I tried to dye my hair blue. Oh. And it was like, <laughs> that's when it got really poofy because me and my mom bleached it. And I didn't know anything about hair in middle school, and neither did my mom. <laughs> so that's part where was YouTube? <laughs> right? we oh my gosh! The kids today will never know. <laughs> they will never know the struggle. The str- uh, yeah. So I tried to dye my hair blue, and it was like sort of an algae green color and that's why it was really poofy and then it turns out I had like naturally wavy hair but again I didn't have a stylist who really told me that and I only got my hair cut like once or twice a year when I was little just because I let it grow all the time yeah um, but I still try to do fun stuff with it, like braid it and color it and yeah. twist it. And that's how I got into doing everyone else's hair. <laughs> but yeah, I've just always kind of been that outside of the box person. Good for you, Lindsay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Go against the grain. Yes, it's fun. Okay, so moving back a little bit to your family, you seem like a stern mom, but again, you're you're outside the box thinker um and when it comes to your family we kind of touched a little bit you know you reach out for different resources to help your kids um but I love that you you dye their hair color different colors too yes (laughs) yes they pick their own hair color funny (laughs) okay so again not to say that you haven't had your own challenges as as a parent uh, any advice to other parents or, you know, you said you had teenagers, so <laughs> the ones of us that don't have teenagers, but they sure act like them. Uh-huh. What's your yeah. advice? Like I said, we have a range of children ages at our house, so literally just take everything one day at a time sometimes <laughs> and don't feel like you're alone. I mean, even if you are a single parent, there are resources out there. Yeah. Um, you know, raising kids is hard. And in my case, uh, we're raising kids that I have not given birth to. You know, they're still related to me, yeah. but you get the idea. And then when something new comes up, you really have to just throw everything <laughs> you thought you knew or had planned out of the course, window. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, never be afraid to reach out for help. Um for yourself for your kids and everyone is struggling with something with their kids no matter what and can i just say on top of that that i think you're doing an amazing job being a mom again i mentioned you know you let them pick their own hair color yeah <laughs> that you really encourage them to go for their hobbies you have a daughter who's really into baking um, I've seen your posts about her macaroons. Macarons. Sorry. Macarons, sorry. You macaroon, did fix that. <laughs> yeah. Macaroons are the coconut ones. Okay. And macarons are the other one. The other ones. Yeah. You even said she gets mad when people <laughs> yep. confuse them. So don't let her listen to this. <laughs> um, but that you also really advocate for them with the school system or whatever. You know, um, you're really like the voice fighting for them and it just I think that's so awesome 
Thank you. I mean, and I actually have a lot of my friends who color their kids' hair. Yeah. And they'll message me and be like, hey, this teacher said something to, you know, my kid about their hair. And I'm like, well, nobody's ever said anything to me. <laughs> so I'm like, totally. Yeah, I kind of wondered about that. Like, if you've gotten any pushback from the school system. Nope. I think because they look at my kids and then they look at me and then they don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I will tackle you. <laughs> right. Take like, <laughs> I went to school for this uh, school in Watertown, actually, the cosmetology school. So, yeah, I'd be like, you guys can just worry about other things than hair color. They probably have some of the teachers you had. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do, actually. <laughs> I like, I love to tease them about it. Oh, funny. Them or the teacher? <laughs> uh, both. Well, I walked in at the high school and I had to talk to Mr. Taranis and he didn't know it was me walking in and he's like, hey, he's like super happy to see me. And I'm like, hey, nice to see you, I guess. Like, you're like, this is so weird. He's like, you're making me feel really old. I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. My, my kids go to Millette. Because I didn't want them to go to Lincoln, because I'm like, that's where I went. Uh-huh. And I'm like, there are teachers that were there when I was a kid. Right. And I was like, I just I just want them to have their own experience. Oh, yeah. My kids, <laughs> they'll never, like, get out of it, because I know everybody, too. <laughs> so, like, watch out. Yeah. Everybody knows Lindsay, so her kids can't act up. Nope. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so we've... I think at great lengths here, we've we've really talked about like your love for roller skating. <laughs> yeah. So now our listeners are going to learn even more about you because you've been wanting to open a roller skating ring for a while, mm-hmm. or at least I feel like you you were. I don't know if you're still on that track, um, but you got like a huge donation of roller skates. Can you kind of just talk us? Th- through that or yeah i mean in december 2018 i saw a post on the roller skating association that's the organization i'm part of that helps roller skating rinks oh uh owners. there's a group for everything i know it's so <laughs> great um they provide such invaluable information um so there was a rink owner getting rid of some skates and some you know wheels and other parts and stuff because he was going to buy what we call is a new fleet of skates it's like a new thing of skates a new palace skates so i took a screenshot i made a funny post about how i wish i could get them and then people just jumped on my post and wanted to help oh wow And then before I knew it, I had someone who wanted to invest the money to help me. Oh, wow. So I found a trailer and then went and got them. Um, I do have the full story on my YouTube channel for whoever does want to check it out. But (laughs) it was like an insane trip to Ohio. I was going to say it was quite a trail or like it's quite a trip out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was me and what we call is my derby wife. So it's yeah. like one of my best friends in roller derby. And she's actually my really good friend, too. Cause she was our re- she's also our realtor. And I oh, just nice. love her. She's like everything. Um, but yeah, it was her. It was me and her going down there and back. And it was just literally the most insane thing I've ever done in my entire life. 
So going with this roller skating rink, uh, so you did have to go to school for business, um, and you graduated. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? When did you graduate? Tell us everything, Lindsay. <laughs> Give us all the deets. That's what well, the cool kids say, right? Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, the deets. Um, but, I mean, technically you don't have to go to school to open a business or to run a business, but I literally had no idea what it all entailed. So. I'm sure it's crazy amount of information (laughs) it is and so Stephen, you know my husband suggested that I go to Lake Area so I did go to Lake Area here in town and I graduated in 2019 okay and so I do have my associates in business and I learned so much like so much and then I did manage the Sally Beauty store uh, for a while, um, but then with things getting crazy with the kids and it was just in the pandemic and everything, like it was just a lot for me. Yeah. Like I kind of had a, I don't, I don't want to say mental breakdown, but you just I had to take a pause. I had, that's right. Well, this <laughs> so, was to make it sound nicer. You had to take a pause. I had to, to take a pause. <laughs> um, so I basically had to quit at Sally's because uh, I couldn't put enough hours in there and be there enough for my family but then that also paused the roller skating rink stuff too because like everything literally just paused Pause. put on the back burner for a little bit yeah family kind of comes first so i gotta put them first before i can put energy into a whole new entity (laughs) so you kind of touching a little bit you know on the next questions here (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Okay, so I'm sure you get this all the time, but what are some hurdles in wanting to open a business? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I get this question on my YouTube channel a lot. And you said your YouTube channel is just your name. Yep. So we'll put that in the link. And if you even have trouble with my name, just search how to open a roller skating <laughs> rink. And I'm literally the only person on YouTube talking about how to open a roller skating oh, funny. rink. So my video and channels will, uh, my channel will pop up. Nice. Um, but a lot of the, you know, hurdles and struggles is getting that capital to start. Yeah. Um, and finding the capital to build a building or to occupy a building that's yeah. already available. Um, but it's not to say that you haven't kind of kept your eye out for different buildings here in town. Yeah, it's a lot more feasible of an option to occupy a building that's already built compared yeah. to, you know, buying the land getting the construction the permits all the all the stuff is well yeah right now after (laughs) i'll say the pandemic yeah everything skyrocketed so i would yeah agree any Mm -hmm. building would probably be astronomical yeah well i had my derby wife because she's a realtor and then she's also um was able to estimate how much it would cost oh, to gosh. build a building and the land and everything and what I wanted it was like two million dollars so I'm like so I've got a an extra two million dollars obviously Lindsay needs <laughs> yes on like Watertown does need something like yeah. we need some sort of entertainment facility like a roller skating rink yeah 
But yeah, just that starting capital of it. Yep, I need some help. So if anyone wants to help me, I'm ready. <laughs> so you basically just answered the next question of, you know, there's a million hoops to jump through. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Uh, are they, this is kind of a sidetrack. No, are they going to keep the old ice skating rink when they build the new one yeah because i've actually been following that saga as well um that seems like it's taking forever <laughs> yeah getting a new ice arena built is a long time coming in watertown and even though some people don't like it it's still again something we need because yes. there is nothing to do for kids around here well, especially in the winter have a handful of you know hockey parents and they're like oh my gosh we need this so bad yeah well you got the hockey people and the figure skating yeah. people and they're like we need more ice and then we've got us roller derby people in the summer and we're like we need a place to play our games so they're gonna uh turn as far as i know they're gonna turn the old ice arena into a field house which okay is good i mean it's still a building that can be used but yeah as far as i know they're gonna turn it into a field house okay yeah and no i cannot put a roller skating rink in there <laughs> i've had so many people suggest that to me but that would cost again like millions of dollars <laughs> okay so in the beginning like right away you know we asked about your husband mm -hmm. um any advice to couples listening you said you've been together for like 18 years yes such a long time good for you guys oh thank you, you. Know, <laughs> it's almost sad to say that like you know because even kids our age well, kids our age, adults our age, <laughs> right? Gosh, we're still we're still in high school. This is so weird. Um, that you know, gosh, you know how many people did we graduate? You know that they got a divorce. You know things uh -huh. happen, and and that's not to say you know they're you know that's a fail. Things happen, life happens. Yeah. But, you know, eighteen years. That's Good job. We're just gonna we're just gonna clap for her there. Okay. Oh, thanks, and Stephen, because he's definitely a part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just listen to each other, and we call each other out on our crap and what's actually bothering us. Because we find out that you know, if you just cuss your hands and like, you know, bottle up your emotions. Yeah, bottle up your emotions. It doesn't fix anything. So you just, mean just bottling it up and exploding later? <laughs> yeah, help anything? yeah. Weird. I mean, does it really work? I mean, can kind of like kickstart things a little bit, but depending on how the other party is going to receive that, you probably shouldn't bank on doing that. Yeah. So, you know, right? Like we've just come to the conclusion that if something is bothering us, that we just need to tell each other like right away. Yeah. And that seems to be working. <laughs> I had uh, I heard some really good advice about you know yeah if something's bothering you, um, bring it up within what was it like the first three to four days. If you can't bring it up within that time frame, then you don't get to bring it up. You just leave it alone. Yeah. And just like toss it out. You can't bring it up, you know, like six months later. That's what we did with our kids, too. Because like. Oh, that's they, a good rule. We, we called like it. Rule, but. Yeah, we called it the two week rule. Nice. We're like, now, if it's something somebody has done in the past two weeks and you called them out on it for whatever they did, then that's fine. But if it's 
been longer than two weeks, then it is over and done with. Yeah. So you can't bring it up as like trying to be all snappy with them <laughs> right. or something. That's it really good. Work that way. You're just throwing all sorts of good advice out. <laughs> yeah. Marriage, kids. She's she's oh, got yeah. answers. <laughs> or, she's got advice. Okay. So last question. If you could spend a day with anyone living or past, who would you pick? I know uh, this feels like a cliche <laughs> kind of question, but... I know. You know, uh, probably my mom, though, because uh, she was just someone that I could talk to about anything. Yeah. And... Uh, That's what moms are for. <laughs> and vent to. Like, she would understand exactly the situation that was going on. Yeah. And... Uh, like be my other fighting partner basically or if yeah. I needed somebody to back me up she'd be there so <laughs> oh that's yeah. good I I like to call my grandma a lot and sometimes I'm just like how did you put up with me <laughs> how did you I was such a I'm such a picky eater but my six-year-old uh-huh. is like probably 10 times pickier than me and i'm like how did you feed me <laughs> like how do we <laughs> yeah. feed her like, how do we stay alive like how do we stay alive how did we survive the 90s yeah <laughs> like, oh gosh who knows <laughs> dial up internet no internet <laughs> oh my kids think it's hilarious when i tell them about dial up internet <laughs> and that youtube was invented when i was in cosmetology college. school in college right yeah, it was 2000. No, you were, I think, seniors in high school. Oh. It was 2005. I didn't know what YouTube was probably until college. Yeah. And I just same. probably didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and the first video I uploaded was my cat. Like, oh, funny. That was all YouTube was back in the early 2000s oh, is cat, cat videos. videos. I mean, I still love a good cat video. Yep. Mine's still up there. It's of my cat tweak. Oh, funny. So if anybody wants to scroll all the way back to her cat <laughs> yeah. video. Let us know. Leave a comment. Yeah, let us know if you do that. Oh, that's funny. All right, cool. It's been great sitting here, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, thank you, listening audience, for tuning in to Life's Mixtape. Please hit like and subscribe. Also, keep an eye out on our Facebook page for more updates. We love when you guys send your stories in, when we ask for help. Because <laughs> remember, your story is worth telling. 